0: In this spot, yup, yeah, so now we're going to be talking about, yeah, Uh uh-huh, we're going to be talking about how is America playing the devil's advocate, all right? I want somebody to tell me, how is America playing the devil's advocate?
1: America is the devil's advocate by helping the war of Israel.
0: Yeah! That's right! Spot on! This was your homework assignment and the answer is practically how I worded it. Yeah, good job, good job. That's right. America has been helping Israel. And Israel is called Big Satan, and America is called Little Satan. They want to steal Israel, they stole Israel, okay? The Europeans stole Israel, and then they stole Jesus. (laughs) They stole Jesus, and by that, they stole God because they made Jesus God. So we got a white Israel, and we have a white Jesus that's making God white. So they stole Israel. We have a white Israel, and we have a white God because we have a white Jesus.
1: And they're taking over Palestine they don't care seeing all those babies walking around hungry and fatherless and motherless. They just throwing the damn bombs over there. They don't care. They leaving them homeless and stuff, hungry and sleeping on the streets on the mud and cold and rain, just like the in Mexico. They have all the little kids sleeping in cages with aluminum foil blankets like they pets like or like they dogs, or some kind of wild animals. That tells you that they literally have something against brown skin. All right.
0: So America is helping Israel. Israel has killed over 30,000 Palestinians. 15,000 of those who were murdered is believed to be children. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, those which kill the prophets is echoing through my soul. Now that I know who is the prophet, that prophet is Muhammad. Peace and blessings be upon me. Israel has been killing the nation of the prophet all because of jealousy. The root cause is jealousy. Now in the Jews Bible it reads Deuteronomy 32:21 for reference. They have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities. And I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. What kind of people spread bombs to themselves? What kind of nation fly into buildings? What kind of nations where there are women covered up from head to toe, even when it's hot? What kind of nation praying five times a day and washing up before they pray? What kind of nation? That won't even take a sip of wine after a hard day of work. What kind of nation that don't believe in accumulating interest? This nation could only be the nation of Ishmael and that religion is Islam. Now I want to go over some stats and how America aids Israel. The United States provided Israel considerable economic assistance from 1971 to 2007. But nearly all USA today goes to support Israel's military. The most advanced in the region, the United States has provisionally agreed to provide Israel with nearly $4 billion a year through 2028. And U.S. lawmakers are considering billions of dollars in supplementary funding for Israel amid its war with Hamas. So America is helping Israel kill the babies. Kill the babies. Now think about it. The United States is a Christian nation. Is a love your neighbor nation. Christianity's strength is that they believe that everybody can be saved. Now that is the strongest part of their belief system is that they believe all nations can be saved. Well, what about the Palestinians? Are they on your list? Okay. Are they on your list? It seems like they are not. By the time I get done with this lecture today, you're going to see how America is the huge hippo.
1: Hippopotamus. Hippopotamus.
0: man it is a huge hypocrite going back to my stats 4 billion a year all the way up to 2028
1: No, i am an active duty member of the united states air force and i will no longer be complicit in genocide I'm about to engage in an extreme act of protest, but compared to what people have been experiencing in Palestine at the hands of their colonizers, it's not extreme at all. This is what our ruling class has decided will be normal.
0: The world is in chaos we had a man set himself on fire a US airman set himself on fire a Caucasian set himself on fire screaming free Palestine free Palestine while the president is licking ice cream okay Losing his memory. All this world is going to hell in a handbasket. Now, I want to talk about belief systems. And I want to talk about what do the Muslims think of Jesus? What do the Muslims think of Jesus? Jesus. Muslims, on the other hand, expect the coming of two people at the same time. The Messiah, Jesus, Son of Mary. So when you look this stuff up, Google does not want to admit that the Muslims do accept Jesus as their Messiah. It's in the Quran. So they're looking for The Messiah, Jesus, son of Mary, and the predicted Mahdi, okay? Now, this is someone that is supposed to come of the prophet stock, okay? And he will be a ruler, okay, a man of justice. So they're looking for the Messiah, who will bring justice to the earth. Now, the Muslims do not worship Jesus, who is known as Esau in Arabic, nor do they consider him divine, but they do believe that he was a prophet or messenger of God. Now, I'm going to give someone the opportunity to read a scripture, and I want them to go to... John 17, 3. Now, according to the Bible, this is the truth. Jesus was not divine. Jesus was not God. He was nothing more than a messenger, as the Quran states. Now, let's get that.
1: This is the book of John, chapter 17, verse 3. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent.
0: Okay, so eternal life starts when you believe in the one and only true God. That's what Jesus just said. And Jesus said, that they may know me as the messenger. So he's not saying I'm God. He's saying, look, I'm the messenger. I am only the messenger, okay? And Jesus wants us all to worship the one and only true God. This right here is life eternal. Now, I want to talk about What do the Jews of today think of Jesus? Notice I said the Jews of today. Now, before I go into this question, we got to deal with the Jews of today. Who are they? Because the president of Egypt, he has something else to say about it, okay? The president, Nasser, When he was asked about peace in the Middle East, the late president of Egypt, Gamal Abdel Nasser, stated in 1958, he made this statement, the Jews will never be able to live here in peace because they left here black but came back White, 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 white. Now, this is an Arabian man saying this. This man was an Arab. It ain't like this was a black man giving his testimony. This is a man that was an Arab giving a testimony of another nation. He said the Jews of today, better known as the so-called Jews, okay, many people believe that they actually came from the Kaharzars. Okay, and that they are really European. Now, this man stated that the so called Jews of today they left here black but came back white. And in 1952, he stated the Europeans claiming to be Jews are nothing more than Hebrew-speaking Gentiles. Man, he put the truth out there. He put the truth out there. Now, we know that the kingdom has been taken from Israel and given to a Gentile nation anyway, so none of these things really matter. But the truth of the matter is, is that they left their black and they came back white and we know this is in accordance to prophecy because God Almighty states in Deuteronomy that he would scatter them in corners and he would make the remembrance of them to cease from among men and he did that so now I want to keep going to my question what do the Jews of today Think of Jesus. Okay, now I'm going to read a list. Number one, Jesus did not fulfill the Messianic prophecies. Number two, Jesus did not embody the personal qualifications of the Messiah. In other words, they don't believe he was the Deuteronomy 1818 prophet. No. Three, Biblical verses referring to Jesus are mistranslations, and I agree with that. I agree with some of these things. Four, Jewish belief is based on national revelation. Okay, so these are four of the biggest reasons why the Jews of today do not accept Jesus as their Messiah, okay? Now we got to talk about what is national revelation, okay? National revelation. The rabbis observe that if God wishes to give his people a new body of law, it can be fully accepted as coming from him only, if he gives it to the whole people all at once in a national revelation. In this way, God's people, Israel, know that the Torah is true. It comes from Isaiah's prophecy. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. That's Isaiah 40 and 5. So the Jewish belief is based on national revelation. They are like, okay, if Jesus really was this Messiah, then it should have been made known to us just like it was with Moses. Now, Moses was fully established as a prophet. And another person, matter of fact, I'm going to get that scripture for you real quick. This is going to be the book of John, chapter 9, verse 29. And it reads, we know that God spoke unto Moses. As for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. So the Jews of that day, they was like, look, here." We know God spoke to Moses, but this Jesus guy, this guy right here, we, we don't we don't know where he even come from. So Moses revelation, okay, the way God dealt with Moses, everybody had no doubts that he was a prophet. So now I want to go to how Samuel, the prophet Samuel. He had this same revelation. People knew he was a prophet. Now, this is going to be 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 19. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and did let none of his words fall To the ground. Nothing this man said touched the ground. Wow. And all Israel from Dan even to Beersheba knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. See, the way Jesus moved, I keep telling y'all, he was God's Isaiah. He was God's Isaiah. His assignment was like Isaiah's assignment. Isaiah was sent to blind the heart of the people. Now, the anointing that God put on Samuel was everybody knew he was a prophet, okay? And Jesus' manifestation and the way he walked, it wasn't fully known like that. For one, he didn't save his people from oppression. He didn't deliver them from the Romans, so they was in doubt. He didn't do what Moses did. Moses, by God's lead, he saved the Israelites from Pharaoh's or Egyptian oppression. Jesus did not do that. So the Jews of today did not or do not accept him as the Messiah going to first Samuel chapter three and verse 21 and the Lord appeared again in Shiloh for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Now I want to go to a few verses in this chapter. I want to take you to first Samuel chapter three and verse one. And it reads, and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. So the prophet Samuel, the word that he spoke, man, it was on point. It was precious. Okay, and I want to get you another scripture is going to be 1 Samuel chapter 3 and it's going to be verse 18 and samuel told him every wit and hid nothing from him man i'm telling you what samuel told the truth he didn't hold nothing back now you got to keep in mind this is the same prophet who gives us the most dynamic scripture of the old testament speaking of obedience and sacrifice And he says in 1 Samuel chapter 15 that obedience is better than sacrifice. He made that revelation known to us that to obey God is better than sacrifice. Well, what happened in the New Testament? Because in the New Testament, sacrifice is better than obedience. So I just showed you what national Okay, Revelation is. Now we want to deal with why the Jews do not believe Jesus as their Messiah. Jewish people believe Jesus existed, but they do not accept him as the Messiah. This is due to several reasons. He did not fulfill the Messianic prophecies. He did not embody the personal qualifications of the Messiah. In other words, they don't believe he was like Moses. Okay, and in Islam, we don't believe that Jesus was like Moses either. Textual mistranslations, that's true. And Jewish belief is based on national revelation. So we went through those things. Now, the Christians, there's no need to go over this. They believe Jesus as their Messiah. They believe him to be their God and everything else. Okay, so now we want to get some scriptures coming from Jesus. This is going to be Luke eleven twenty-three. 23. He that is not with me is against me and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. So Jesus is saying, if you're not with me, you are against me. Now, the Jews of today are against Jesus. The Christians are supposedly for Jesus, and the Muslims are for Jesus. Now let's go to Mark nine forty, and it reads for he that is not against us is on our part. Now, why did he have to say this? This is going to be in Mark chapter nine and we want to go to verse thirty nine. But Jesus said, I'll start at 38 so you'll understand um, this whole concept. And John answered him, saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and he followed not us, and we forbade him, because he followed not us. Now remember, John the Baptist did not follow Jesus, he had his own followers. But we see that John the Baptist was for Jesus. Verse 39, but Jesus said, forbid him not, for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. For he that is not against us is on our part. So we see that the Muslims, okay, Islam, we do not agree with everything that the Christians believe, but we do agree that Jesus is the Messiah, highly honored in this world and in the world to come. But the Israelis, yeah, that's the best word for them. The Israelis of today, they don't believe in Jesus and they definitely do not believe him to be their Messiah. So I want to go over some more scriptures. This is going to be 1 John 4, 2, and 3. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Now what that's going into is everybody that believes that Jesus Was the Messiah and that he was a human being (laughs) That he was a human being that he came in the flesh Those are of God Right here in your own Bible I don't know what the Christians is going to do with this verse First John 4 3 And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh Is not of God, and this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Paul came with this spirit because Paul made Jesus more than a messenger. He made him a God, and that is the spirit of Antichrist. Everyone that acknowledges Jesus as the Messiah and as a human being, those are the ones that are of God. Now, this is what Islam does. We accept Jesus as the Christ, but as a human being. The Christians, they believe that he's not only Messiah, but he's God, and that's where they err. Now, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. We have 2 John 1 and 7. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. So anyone who doesn't acknowledge that Jesus Christ was a man and that he was a prophet and that he was the Messiah... If you don't acknowledge that, then you are Antichrist. If you believe he's God, you are Antichrist. So the Christians accept Jesus as their Messiah. Muslims accept Jesus as their Messiah. And the Jews of today, notice I said today, do not accept Jesus as their Messiah. So here's the big question. Why is America helping them? Why is America helping them? They don't even receive your God, okay? Because the Christians of today, they believe Jesus is God. They don't believe that he's just a man. Why are you helping Israel when Israel don't even respect your messenger? They don't even accept him as the Messiah, but the nation of people, the Palestinians who accept him as the Messiah, you want to help kill them. That proves that Christianity is of the Antichrist. Now, I'm going to bring out some things that the Jews believe about Jesus, For Jews, the significance of Jesus must be in his life rather than his death. A life of faith in God. For Jews, not Jesus, but God alone is Lord. Now, I truly wholeheartedly agree with that. That is the strongest point, okay, In their belief system, they don't believe that Jesus is Lord. In Islam, we don't believe Jesus is Lord. But the Christians, they believe Jesus is Lord, courtesy of Paul. Okay, so the Jews of today only believe that God alone is Lord. Yet, an increasing number of Jews are proud that Jesus was born, lived, and died a Jew. Jews believe Jesus did not fulfill Messianic prophecies that established the criteria for the coming of the Messiah. Judaism does not accept Jesus as being divine, and I agree, he's not God. A mediator between humans and God. Now, I don't agree with that either. I don't believe in a middleman, and I don't believe in Jesus as a mediator. Going on, they don't believe he's Messiah. That's where I disagree. I disagree because I do believe that Jesus is the Messiah. So with all that being said, I have a side note. Because Christianity claims that Isaiah 53 refers to Jesus as the suffering servant. Now, in Isaiah 53, Jesus' name is mentioned nowhere in there. Messiah is mentioned nowhere in there. Son is not mentioned nowhere in there. Now, this is what the Jews believe about Isaiah chapter 53. In actuality, Isaiah 53 directly follows the theme of chapter 52, describing the exile and redemption of the Jewish people. The prophecies are written in the singular form because the Jews, Israel, are regarded as one unit or one nation. Throughout Jewish scripture, Israel is repeatedly called in the singular The servant of God. See Isaiah 43 and 8. In fact, Isaiah states no less than 11 times in the chapters prior to 53 that the servant of God is Israel. So in the book of Isaiah, it is constantly saying the servant is Israel. The servant of God is Israel. When we read correctly, Isaiah 53 clearly and ironically refers to the Jewish people being bruised, crushed, and as a sheep brought to the slaughter at the hands of the nations of the world. These descriptions are used throughout Jewish scripture to graphically describe the suffering of the Jewish people. See Psalms 44. Isaiah 53 concludes that when the Jewish people are redeemed, the nations will recognize and accept responsibility for their inordinate suffering and death of the Jews. So according to the Bible, if you just go by Bible, okay, if you go by national revelation, if you look at the book of Isaiah, it is talking about Israel being the servant of God. But what do Christians do? They use their witchcraft magic. They start reading stuff in the scriptures that's not in the scriptures. I've had countless debates, it seems, with some of these people, and they'll take me to Isaiah 53, and I'll say it's Jesus' name in there, and they will literally lie. They will literally lie. They can't deal with reality because the ground has swallowed up. The sons of Korah, and they have no ground to stand on. They have nothing but conjecture and assumption. Just like the prophet said, all the Christian has is assumption and conjecture. They have no ground to stand on because there's not one scripture in the Old Testament where Jesus' name is mentioned anyway. So it's not national revelation one would be having to use their witchcraft powers and say oh yeah this means this and this means this and oh this and oh that okay that's nothing but witchcraft that's nothing but assuming superstition so with that being said we are done we are done and i want to open up for someone to tell me what they think about America helping Israel kill over fifteen to 20,000 women and children, okay, let alone the 30,000, and some of the men that were killed had nothing to do with Hamas, so I want someone to tell me what they think about that as a human being. You don't have to be a Muslim. All you have to do is be a human being. What do you think about what they're doing as a human being?
1: Well, I just believe they're evil because um, they're helping murder uh, men, women, and children. They want to take uh, power over everything, over the people, over the lands, So it's not just uh, they're trying to take Palestine's land. they try to take um, Africa, Mexico, and there's other parts of the countries they're trying to take over just because they're Europeans and they think they have the freedom and the right to take everything they want to take. But God says otherwise.
0: All right. They want to colonize, colonize. Anybody else want to tell me what they think about this in detail? All right. Like, that's what she just said. Like, they just want to take over. Okay. And do what they're literally
1: bred to do.
0: There you go. There you go. Spot on. Okay. With that being said, do we have any other people that want to speak their mind? Okay. Okay. Young minds matter. Come on up.
1: America um, because America is technically supporting them like they don't care about the kids and stuff being killed so they're technically supporting them
0: why do you think they're supporting them
1: because they're all Europeans and they're all family
0: damn damn everybody had awesome answers Okay, but that right there just hit it that just hit it the world will love his own the world loves their own the world is gonna look out for their own people, okay and with that being said we are done y'all knock it off y'all knock it off we are done all right it's time for us to get in these chapters is y'all ready yes